As we probably expected, the Arizona State Sun Devils did drop the game against the USC Trojans in LA. However, there was a lot of positive to take from this game, and that's what we're here to discuss on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Richie Bradshaw and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. The podcast, as always, is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to check us out on that visual platform. Of course, wherever you do get your podcast, make sure you hit like and subscribe. Also, turn on those notifications so you get an update every time we post new content, which is Monday through Friday. Go ahead make sure you're following me on Twitter as well. You can find me at RichieBrads36. You can find the podcast while you're there as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Before we get started, I do want to go ahead and shout out LinkedIn for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions will apply. All right, guys. So here's the thing. Loss is a loss, right? As I have said many a times, I'm not the biggest believer in the world in moral victories. To me, you lose a game, you lose a game. I just call me a pessimist if you need to. Like, I, I understand. I truly do. I just that that's just the way I think. But if you want me to be optimistic, which right now I really should be for this program, because Arizona State needs as much positive reinforcement as they can get sitting at one and four on the year now. And I'm here to give them a lot. They went into LA and I fully, fully anticipated them to get their butts kicked. The spread was 25. If I had had my Friday episode, which I apologize, I got sick over the weekend, was not able to record or do my live, but should be back on track now. But anyways, if, if I had done my Friday episode and I would have talked about the spread, I would have told you to take it for USC. I think we talked about it on the Thursday episode too. But obviously, I go over that on Fridays as well. So, yeah, I would have told you to take a spread, which was, you know, plus 25 for Arizona State. And I'm saying take the spread in favor of USC to beat us by 25 or more. Arizona State only lost by 17. That is a full possession underneath 25. And I understand that's, you know, 17. I'm so dumb. I literally just said that. 17 is still a three possession game. But it truly was a lot closer game than people seem to realize. I mean, going into halftime, this game was 21-17 in favor of USC. But Arizona State was effectively driving the football down the field. No problems. Like, the offense looked good. It looked like it had some oil to it in the sense of it was it was running very well. It's one of the best performances the offense has put together this year. I would put it up there with the NAU performance. And look, the, the USC defense is not great, okay? This isn't a championship caliber defense. This isn't a defense that stacks up with Alabama or Georgia or Ohio State or anything like that. Especially for being the number six team in the country, you need a better defense. But there are still players on that defense. Their defensive line has tons of guys. Obviously, they have Eric Gentry, who's just flying all over the field for them. Wish he was still a Sun Devil, but 
he's they they got good players on that defense, you know. And Arizona State was still able to make some plays. And let's remember, this was a very dynamic offense. I mean, they had very much struggled to do anything over the last several weeks for Arizona for for the schedule. I mean, and like they they just they found a way to pull out one of their best performances. But technically, yeah, their best performance since their week one at Oklahoma State, they've dropped seventeen at home versus Michigan. They only scored 21 at home versus Utah. They only scored 13, but you go on the road, you go on the road to USC, to the Coliseum, to the number six team in the nation where that crowd is wild. They are excited. Okay. This team is feeling themselves and you only lost by 17. Again, I, that's three possessions. That's a lot, right? No, not not in the case of Arizona State's situation. Like, they truly played a good game offensively. Uh, Emory Jones scores two touchdowns, uh, one through the air, one on the ground. Uh, again, negative yards on the ground, but he he was sacked a handful of times, and there was just plenty of times where he just was not given uh, an opportunity to do anything. He was sacked five times on, on the game, and he had 10 carries, so... With a long at 12. So, I mean, he he was a productive runner. It's just those sack yards turn into negative rushing yards, and everyone knows I don't like that. Valaday looked good. 13 carries, 64 yards, a touchdown. He also tacked on two catches, 29 yards, and his first receiving touchdown of the year. So, those two continue to look good. Nagata did good with the touches he had. Five carries, 29 yards. The offense was very much involved in the passing game. You had 10 different guys catch a football for you. Brian Thompson, of all people, led the pass catchers in receptions and yards with 5 and 86, respectively. Uh, Valade had the lone receiving touchdown of the game. Elijah Badger, a little more quiet in this game, only catching two of his passes for 26 yards. Uh, Jalen Conyers caught three passes. Messiah Swinson caught two. Charles Hall caught two. Giovanni Sanders caught three. They spread the ball around very well, but it was it was effective. You know, Emory Jones goes 23 of 32, and if my math is correct, that ends up being, yeah, just over 70%. That's a 71.9% completion. That's really, really good. Now, of course, he did have the interception, which brings that down. But overall, I'd say this was one of Emory's better performances on the year. When you look at what he's done for the majority of the season, he's really just managed football games, you know. He had a good game against NAU, but he didn't throw a touchdown. He ran for two. Oklahoma State completed 50% of his passes. Eastern Michigan, he had a rushing and a passing game or a passing score. So pretty solid, but he only had 182 passing yards. Uh, Last week against Utah, he had one touchdown pass against two interceptions. This week, 243 passing yards, one touchdown, one pick, and another on the ground. So far more productive, far more efficient. And against the highest level competition he's had to face this year, right, wrong, or indifferent, because I know a lot of people do not believe USC is the sixth best team in the country. Uh, you can just ask my dad. My dad is not a fan. Anyways, yeah, I, I thought the offense played very well. I Obviously, you wish you could have thrown up more than 25 points, but first quarter, they were just moving the ball so steadily. They were staying right in this game with USC. They were blow for blow with them. But of course, you know, the second half rolls around. They 
blow three straight drives, which allows USC to really start piling up the points and start pulling away. ASU gets, uh, I don't know what that was about. ASU gets uh, eight points in the fourth quarter, gets themselves up to 25. Ultimately, they lose 42-25. But again, this was this was a good showing for the offense. They should be very happy with themselves for the effort that they were able to give in this game. Yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with what we saw. Let's go ahead and hop into our first break. When we return, we're going to go ahead and pick it up, talking about the defensive side of the ball. But first, let me talk to you about our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to go check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster. I know that I personally have been going through LinkedIn Jobs before, and it's incredibly friendly for people to find jobs, and it's even easier to hire people for your jobs. And you get to post this for free. You get to post your job for free at linkedin.com. When you post it, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Finish the year strong, guys, and get the right team assembled for you. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions will apply. Back into the podcast, back looking at the defensive side of the football. We are free and available on all platforms. Defensively. They gave up 42 points. There was very, very little resistance in this game. Was not a good showing. Like, you you want to give them a mulligan because, again, this is the number six team in the nation. While USC's defense might not be great, they have an elite offense. Caleb Williams should be one of the front runners for the Heisman Trophy Award this year. The dude has um, over 1,400 passing yards. Another 144 rushing yards. Uh, what is that? 15 total touchdowns, 12 through the air, one on the ground, one interception. Who'd that interception come against? That's right, Arizona State. That's one of the few bright spots you got here. Uh, Tamarcus Davis ends up getting the first interception of the season against, uh, I was just talking about him, Caleb Williams. Against Caleb Williams. It's the first pick he's thrown this year. Uh, Tamarcus Davis picks him up. That's actually Davis's second interception of the year, which is officially a career high. He only had one interception prior in his entire career, like uh, four years with ASU and the one year at Baylor as well. So he has two interceptions on the year. I don't see a reason why he can't get any more. I feel like Tamarcus Davis, no, he's not, he's not Jalen Ramsey, but he certainly is not Ike Taylor hate me if you need to Steeler fans. He was bad, at least towards the end of his career. Neither here nor there. The point is, you know, Tamarcus Davis isn't the best corner in the world. He is far from the worst. He is quality. He knows what he's doing. He's smart, instinctive. Yeah, he's going to get beat sometimes, but he's also going to make plays. With that being said, the secondary really did kind of get lit up. I mean, Caleb Williams completed... 
right about 70% of his passes. If I'm doing math with my computer, uh, he completed a flat 73% of his passes. So he looked very, very good. Tossed 348 yards and three touchdowns, including that one interception. Those 348 yards are a season high for him. The previous high was against Stanford, where he threw for 341 yards. So, you know, Caleb Williams absolutely tore it up. Uh, we're going to talk about Caleb Williams as a runner here in a minute, too. But the secondary just got slaughtered. And I mean, we kind of saw this coming for most of the season. We knew eventually it was going to catch up with Arizona State. It's a young secondary. It is, it's a very inexperienced secondary, at least in terms of like quality starts and stuff like that. I mean, sure, you've got uh, like the veteran Corey Bethley who played terrific. But I mean, DJ Taylor wasn't exactly getting a ton of snaps defensively over the last two years. Roe Torrance was a transfer from Auburn. Tamarcus Davis has been a starter for you. That's awesome. Uh, Kiwan and Kawan Markham both thrust into starting roles this year for the team. But for what it's worth, um, I don't believe either of them played this past week. No, they did not play this past week. Um, who else is out there? Um, oh my gosh, the 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 freshman. That's gonna bug me. Well, I we'll we'll get back to what the the freshman's name is momentarily. I'll be looking it up while I talk. But yeah, overall for Arizona State, I mean it's it's a young team, right? There's especially in the secondary. It's a very young team. It's a very inexperienced team in that secondary. We knew it was going to get torched eventually. So it just, it, it was one of those things that was inevitable. So you got to take your lumps. It, it's not always going to be sunshines and rainbows. Isaiah Johnson, that's who I was trying to think of. It, it's, you're going to have bad games. This was a bad game. The problem I have is the defensive front, the front seven played poorly. They got gashed by the Trojans. Uh, uh, Travis Dye, the leading runner for the team, transferred from Oregon, uh, toppled 62 rushing yards, two touchdowns. I believe both of those in the second half, which were kind of the put-away touchdowns for the team. They overall rushed 30 times for 137 yards and three touchdowns. So healthy, like 4.3, 4.5 average, somewhere in there. The one thing that killed me, was Caleb Williams. We brought him down once per Corey Bethley. There were so many opportunities to bring him down. One that really stands out to me. And again, this is also a testament to how good Caleb Williams is. Okay. This is not like a complete bashing of the Arizona state defense. I, I can totally empathize with the fact that Caleb Williams is built different. The dude is just, beyond elusive he's i'm not going to put him on a lamar jackson or a kyler murray level but he definitely can get to that point remember he's a sophomore so he still has a whole other year to continue perfecting his elusive escapability and he's already really really good at it but like i was saying there was one play i remember in the first half where um uh, trevez moore gets a really good jump off the snap and he's He's not held, but it's a questionable block from the left tackle. And he basically is like almost airborne and tries to like reach around and not quite a headlock, but like he's kind of grabbing him by the shoulder pads to bring him down. And Williams doesn't throw him off, but he just, you know, ducks and lets Trevez slide past him and then breaks off for a run. 
I mean, it just, it, it was the story of the night for Arizona State. Caleb Williams ends the game, eight carries, 44 yards, just a single sack. So, you know, seven carries, uh, closer to 50 yards. He just, he was electric as a runner. That's seven yards a carry. He did have a score on the ground as well. So four touchdowns on the day, three through the, three through the air, one on the ground. USC really just did whatever they wanted to do uh, with, with the football. They threw it easily and they passed it easily. Uh, it was a very close game in time of possession, literally a 10 second difference with a USC having 30 minutes and five seconds and Arizona state having 29 minutes and 55 seconds. Uh, overall, this was a penalty ridden game. ASU committed seven USC committed eight. So it's really nice to know that you technically are winners in one area with not, uh, not having any, or not having any, um, with having fewer turnovers. ASU was a lot better in their third down dependency as well. Seven of 13 over 50%, one of one on fourth downs. So the team played a lot better overall. Let's take one more break. And we're going to talk about the overall performance for this team that they were able to put together. First, I want to talk to you guys about our friends over at bet online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for fantasy or excuse me, for football betting info this season, which you could also use this for fantasy. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for your sports wagering information, the live betting, and up-to-the-minute scores with every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening right now at BetOnline where the game starts. All right, guys, if you have not yet, you got to go and subscribe to the Locked On Pac-12 podcast hosted by my good friend and number one friend of the podcast, Spencer McLaughlin. Get all your news on the Conference of Champions in 30 minutes or less. Don't pigeonhole yourself to only knowing about Arizona State. Know about the rest of your rivals too. Know everything you need to know about the Pac-12 and check me out once a week for the Upset Thursdays by subscribing to Locked On Pac-12. Make it your second listen of the day after Locked On Sun Devils, obviously. All right. Final overall thoughts here. I am gosh darn proud of the way that the Sun Devils team played. They played with heart. They were determined to not roll over on their backs to the number six team in the nation. They went out there and they said, we're not done. It was a classic Captain America getting his butt kicked and he gets back up and he's kind of stumbling with his fist and he just goes, I can do this all day. That's what it felt like the Sun Devils were in this game. USC would just, they go right down the field. They'd score a touchdown. What did ASU do? More often than not, they went right down the field and scored a touchdown. They had several very good drives in the first half alone. I believe three, all three of their scoring drives, uh, cause they had 17 points. I believe all three of them were 50 plus yard drives. I mean, Arizona state moved the football and they did a good job. No, this is not Georgia's defense. No, this is not Alabama's defense, but this is the number six team in the nation. The defense may not be great, but the offense is, and you were able to go stride for stride with them for the majority of the game. If you don't get shut out in the third quarter, this could have been a one possession game. And you went into this as 25 point underdogs and everybody and their mother, including me, were convinced that that was, 
even maybe a little too low. The over-under for the game, I want to say, was like high 50s, maybe even low 60s. And I jokingly, also not jokingly, said that USC could have done that by itself. They didn't. They only scored 42. I know. Only, right? But truly, that's you'll take that, especially when your offense responds and they put up 25. For the first time this year, because I will not include NAU because you did what you were supposed to. For the first time this year, this offense showed me a lot of confidence. They showed me a lot of drive, and they showed me a lot of effort to make me sit there and go, you know what? I believe in these guys. I think this is a team that is not going to go down easy, and this is a team that is going to fight until the bitter end for you. They were confident, and you know what? They backed it up from what they were saying about um, the first loss to Utah. Remember, we were in the press room. We're talking to all the kids. Hey, you know what happened? You know what? We felt good. We we had our best practice of the year. We're determined to keep moving forward. We're going to surprise everyone. Mission accomplished. No, you didn't get the win, but you surprised a lot of people, including me. You guys came out with heart. You guys came out with energy and enthusiasm and the belief that you could pull off the win. That in itself is impressive. You should be damn proud of the way you performed Arizona State. You guys showed me you are not willing to lose out this year. After this game, I will tell you I have the confidence that you will be able to squeak out more wins. I am I am now incredibly confident against Colorado, especially because uh, Carl Durrell got fired. Uh, as of recording this, so yesterday, Sunday, uh, he's out. U of A, I, they're, look, they're a good team. They really are. But I have faith in you to main, have that mentality of we're going to beat them and we want six straight. I have faith in you. Stanford, you might be able to go up to Palo Alto, get that win. And who knows, maybe you get an upset somewhere else. You know, Washington's coming to town. Maybe you build a little bit of confidence. Michael Penix is still very good, though. So I, I'm not picking you to win that game. Uh, UCLA is very good. I'm not picking you to win that game. Oregon State is pretty darn good, depending on where you're looking at by that point in the season. Who knows? There, It's just the way I saw you compete in this game makes me think we can't mail this season in yet. It makes me think that ASU feels like it has something to prove more than it has in years, more than at any point in the Herm Edwards era, maybe more than, you know, some of the early days of the Todd Graham era. These guys are playing with so much heart, determination, grit, and they want to prove everyone wrong. It's a us versus the world mentality that this Arizona State Sun Devils football team has. They should be proud of themselves. You believe in moral victories? I will this week. I will this week. This was a great moral victory. This is something that you can build a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of confidence moving forward. So you know what, Arizona State? Cheers to you. Everyone in the world thought you were going to get slaughtered. Instead, you put up a hell of a fight. Be proud of that. And that's where we're going to leave this off for this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You know, thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. The podcast, as you know, is free and available 
on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to check us out in that visual platform. Of course, wherever you do get those podcasts, hit like and subscribe. Make sure you turn on notifications so you get an update every time we post new content, which is Monday through Friday. To stay in touch with all that content, make sure you're following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36. And you can find the podcast too at LO underscore Sun Devils. So until next time, guys, keep it locked right here. Unlocked on Sun Devils.